You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 81. As usual, I'm Mark. And I'm Jasmine. And for the entire month of December, like we are, we've been building up to this, baby. Oh, Sp- yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. So we've been talking about <laughs> Spider-Man all month, the Sam Raimi trilogy, the, um, well, Tobey Maguire, Sam, Sam the, Raimi. Yep, and the Mark uh, Webb. Yeah, and the <laughs> then the Andrew Garfield duology. It's probably the best way of putting it. And then today we are focusing on Tom Holland and his MCU appearance, including, of course, No Way Home. Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Spoiler warning. Please, if if you are a fan of Spider-Man and you have not yet seen No Way Home, please do not listen to this episode. Okay. You should be able to go and see this movie as unspoiled as possible as a fan and then come back and listen and geek out with us after you have seen this film because uh, we're not holding anything back. We are definitely, definitely going to spoil it. But seriously, guys, save, save yourself. Like, do not listen yet if you have not seen it. I think most people that are probably like us Mm -hmm. have gone by now. Yeah. yeah and mark says by now we are literally recording this on opening night <laughs> oh <laughs> so like... so opening night in america yes. right so yeah. Yeah. okay so opening night in the uk was the 15th was wednesday yes. yeah so we we're recording two on days the before us i saw it yesterday yeah sorry it's the 18th for me now it's almost one in the morning and it's the 17th still for you so yes opening night in the states mm-hmm. so but we always get marvel movies two or three days early so yeah. now you do marvel, marvel, marvel. six months later yeah oh yeah well sometimes like a couple of years sometimes it, it was quite funny when we've done reviews of classic movies how the the release date was so far away mm-hmm. for old movies and now they're like so marvel must just realize they prefer the uk like, your tiny little market i don't think so South Korea brings in more more revenue than the UK does. Nice try, buddy. Uh, I didn't say they prefer the revenue. Maybe they just prefer the people. Like, I'm, cheers. I'm not <laughs> Merry Christmas. Anyway, do you want to tell people to do something? Yes, I do. So if you are watching us on YouTube, first of all, hey, um, <laughs> please like and subscribe. Like and press the bell button and, and the bell subscribe button. to our channel. Yeah, and then click to get notifications so you know when we have dropped new episodes. If you are just listening on whatever your preferred podcast platform is, we appreciate that as well. And we would also appreciate it if you could leave us a review, five star review, on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Um, obviously on YouTube, please comment away. Let us know. What we'd love is actually your ratings. Give us your ratings out of five. And yeah. uh, no spoilers in case people see the comments. Yeah. Uh, but just tell us if you enjoyed it as much as we... Oh, we'll yeah. tell. Well, we'll tell you our thoughts as we get into it. Like, yeah. there's obviously... There's always something to criticize, but... Is there? Oh, I have one criticism. Oh, okay, great. We'll get there. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to cover any news but nope, we're, we're just getting straight to the nitty-gritty guys i'll be honest with you i've not done much this week i feel wiped out so uh, it's i, I think it's even... like the holiday crunch right now like i feel like everything at work is 
come in so fast just to be like, oh, now we're not doing anything next week. So it's been a busy week. So I got like boosted on Tuesday and it like wiped me out. So that's funny. I got my booster and I got my booster and my flu shot at the same time. Um, and all I got was a sore arm, which I'm super grateful for. Obviously, you're just a lot tougher than I am. Well, but also like the, this was the first time that when I when I booked my appointment, they actually sent like a, a list of things to do before you come and get your booster. And it was like, be sure to be hydrated and yada, yada, yada. Well, I drink a gallon and a half of water a day. So I think I was just like way more hydrated <laughs> than well, this I kind, was. This kind, of, this kind of water? No. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not not the water of the alcoholic variety. No. <laughs> this is the plain water before Jesus turned it into wine, okay? Like, just regular oh, water, Mark. And this, this one. Yes, uh, that's the one. This is what I'm drinking. This is what I'm drinking after that. So <laughs> this is my this is my Friday night. This is COVID, this is COVID Friday night. So, this is you know. true. This is very true. This uh, is how yeah. we roll. Yeah, it's how we roll. Like, you know. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, no news. There's probably not really a lot to catch up on, other than the fact no. that I was just I was just it's... like dying dying a week. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't I didn't read anything. I literally don't know. I watched the obviously the first two Spider Men. Um, Mm-hmm. of the homecoming saga that's literally what i've done uh, anyway let's uh jump into what we're here for all right spider-man no way home studio it's a combo from columbia sony and marvel based on of course spider-man by stan lee and steve Ditko. produced by kevin feige and amy pascal directed by john watts Screenwriters include across all three of the MCU Spider-Man films, uh, Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, John Watts, Christopher Ford, Chris McKenna, and Eric Summers. These films star in no particular order across all three films, Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, Zendaya, John Favreau, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jacob Batalon, Lauren Harrier, um, Tony Revolori, Marissa Tomei, Robert Downey Jr., Samuel L. Jackson, Colby Smulders, Smulders, sorry, um jb smooth martin Starr, jake gyllenhaal benedict cumberbatch and benedict wong it's a great cast already yeah it's a shame they can't all be in one movie so spider-man homecoming came out in 2017 however um tom holland's first appearance of spider-man in the mcu was actually captain america civil war which came out the previous year in 2016 Mm -hmm. and that almost didn't happen there was a there was a whole thing um, between the background with Marvel and Sony and yes. Sony realizing they have that some they, trust issues to work out guys like there, there was a whole thing of mm-hmm. we don't know what we're doing you guys but we also yeah. don't want you to have this character yeah we don't want to sell him mm-hmm. we're willing to like do a deal yeah. Like, yeah let's be honest Sony have made far more money uh yeah because once we get to the numbers for these three films like marvel runs a really tight ship uh in our last episode we were talking about the budgets for the amazing spider-man films and those budgets were 293 million and 250 million and in the sam raimi trilogy that third spider-man film had a budget of like over 350 million dollars and Marvel was like, no, no, that's not how we roll. We go, we gonna make this movie for under two hundred million, and it's gonna make bank. We promise, and they delivered. Oh, 
So Spider-Man Homecoming came out in 2017. Like I said, previous appearance was in the Civil War, which was amazing. I loved him in the Civil War. Not going to talk about Civil War right now, but it was brilliant how they introduced Tony Stark to go to Queens randomly, which I mm-hmm. still think is crazy if you're having a massive Civil War in Europe. You're not going to jump on the plane. But anyway, we all love the fact that Spider-Man showed up, Nick Captain America's shield. That is kind of covered in summary in Homecoming. So... The release date for Homecoming was in the US, the 7th of July, 2017. On the UK side, it was the 5th of July, 2017. Budget for that was 175 million US dollars. Worldwide box office of 880 million US dollars. So I still can't believe they made that film for 175. The thing is, like, I wonder if a lot of it's because they're making more than one movie. So I don't know. I don't know what they may potentially reuse or whether. I think a lot of it is because they have the tech already. Plus, they have, you know, stuff like, I mean, not that Lucas works on it, but like they also have the same tech behind Star Wars. So (laughs) they've got so much at their fingertips that I don't think that they had to outsource as much to get the film made. It's probably yeah probably a lot in-house which saves mm-hmm. them money so yeah. anyway that was followed up very quickly with far from home however mm-hmm. between far from home toby Maguire was in spider-man sorry in avengers three and four um tom holland not toby tom holland fuck me i'm getting confused already <laughs> um tom holland was in avengers three and four which yes. we know was the infinity saga and he was mostly he had a big chunk of the third film but only yeah. came in at the end of the fourth one yeah because um, he got snapped yeah he was in the blip mm-hmm. so and far from home picks up right on the tail of avengers 4 and you see a gr- kind of a grieving tom holland which we'll talk about in a minute mm-hmm. so 2019 release date for this us was 2nd of july 2019 however in the uk we got it about a week early yeah, we could. I was like, oh, I'll just do the numbers. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's late in the evening. We don't do numbers. We don't do math at this time of night. So, uh, not, not for me. Like, it's yeah. one in the morning. Uh, anyway, 26th of June, 2019. Uh, budget was less. 160 less. million. 160 less. million US dollars. How much did it make, Mark? How much did it make? Honestly, this is where Sony threw their toys out of the pram because it oh, made this much God. money. It made 1.1 billion US dollars, you know. You can imagine, you can imagine, you can imagine like Sony spinning around in their chair going, We don't need Marvel anymore. Well, like, and uh, let's be honest, I only make this money because of Marvel. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I I just, I can't, I can't fathom you 160, you are 15 million below your original film's budget. It's still must turn over to over a billion dollars. Marvel still must like be spewing that they're making so much cash. Like oh, they must man. be spewing. There was a rumor. I mean, they're making ago. their money off of it too. Oh yeah. I, I, so so basically, Sony threw their toys out the pram. We're like, we're done. After that, we're like, we're out. We're taking Tom Holland, and we're done with the MCU. We're done with Marvel. We're going to carry on. There was a bit of hissy fit. Apparently, Tom Holland actually called up drunkenly Kevin Feige and said, "Come on, can you guys sort it out?" I remember. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That sounds vaguely like, familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I bet Tom Holland did. Like so. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I actually went put put asked Tom Holland to just get involved. Like nobody wants Tom Holland playing with. Nobody wants Mobius and he's going to have to though. Uh, well, what's he's going to have to. 
only only if they do it in a alternate reality thing where he can come back like no, and in fact actually because vulture is in that with morbius yeah well we'll say anyway we'll talk about we'll talk about that we'll come back to that so anyway let's talk about no um, so anyway carry on with the numbers so spider-man no way home obviously came out in 2021 release date for that was in the US 17th of December 2021. The UK was 15th of December 2021. Budget was 200 million US dollars. Worldwide box office as of the 17th of December is 93.6 million. It's so, 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 so much higher than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I mean, when is it a billion? Uh, hard to say with COVID. Uh, if I. I don't. I don't know that the cinema I was in. The c- cinema I was in was packed, man. Right. I mean, it was. It was. There were a lot of people in the theater, but it was nowhere near sold out. It, I think the first few rows were empty, but other than that, it was full. Right. So. Yeah. I mean. I it's it's hard to say. I think if any movie has the potential to do it, this could be the this first it, yeah. pandemic film to break a billion. But uh, I think that's a big ask, because. Because it, I mean, it's it's gonna hurt numbers. I think elsewhere. I think in the U.S. the numbers are gonna be really great, but I think the rest of the world the numbers are gonna be still be pretty low and on par for what we've seen so far during COVID. Okay. That's so, probably maybe like seven fifty, seven hundred. I think we should. I do you know what we should do is when we come back in January, let's actually make that the first thing we look up is what were the numbers. Okay. I'd love to know. Yeah, maybe after opening episode of January, let's just. We'll just check out what the numbers are. Yeah, we'll just check in. Oh, so we'll that's, just... that's my guess. 750, 750 million. Yeah, I don't think it's going to hit a billion, but like it should. Oh, I, I agree that it should, but. Yeah, I literally have been saying I want to go again. I I mean, considering... I definitely will go again because oh. I went. You're going to go myself. again? Well, You're yeah. going to go again? Yeah, I always go by myself, usually the first, first time. Um, but then. My mom always wants to see stuff too, so I'll have to mm. grab her on a weekend and and take her too. I'm considering going again. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I honestly am considering it. So anyway, before we jump into the movie that we're all here for, we're going to quickly just summarize our thoughts on the first two because yep. me and Jasmine are never going to go back and review these two now if we're going to review the third one. So as we did Sam Ramis and as we did Andrew Garfield's, mm-hmm. we, we can't said we were going to go back and watch all the Spider Man, and so we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't done the like seventies, eighties TV series, no. but no. Did you? By the way, did you ever see that live action TV series? No. Oh, I did. My first introduction to Spider Man was Tobey Maguire. Okay, no, I I remember as a kid the live action TV series. <clears throat> I can't even remember the actor now, but yeah, I, I remember him going like abroad, like like China or somewhere. Fake, fake memory of that. I could be wrong. It might have been somewhere else, but like, but I do remember it, it having like an adventure style thing, like each episode uh-huh. do, doing things. So yeah, like I mean, that maybe seems we should... like on on par with the eighties. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It was kind of like an eighties feel, like eighteen type, yeah. you know. Where we should definitely watch that. Uh, it, should we? We don't have to. I mean, it'd be you weird. Can it'd be weird. We watch really shitty eighty stuff, Mark. It'd be weird to watch it like with like the black borders. Like, <laughs> I, I hate the black borders so much. Like, 
when I watch stuff on this TV and the kids come in, they're like, Daddy, like it's old. Like, Daddy, like, why is there two black walls on the side? I'm like, it's called full screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, Before all TVs went to the 16.9 format. Yeah, yeah. I prefer this. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, so homecoming. Like, we, I tell you what, we're not going to do. We're not going to summarize. We're not going to, sorry, we're no. not going to discuss the plot. By now, people have seen it. We're only gonna we're gonna kind of just stick to like kind of five minutes to summarize. What What are your thoughts on the first Homecoming movie? I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Michael Keaton is a fantastic actor mm. in general, but he mm. is a great villain. Mm. Loved him as Vulture. I absolutely loved that character. I loved how grounded all of the characters kind of felt. They actually felt like teenagers as opposed to. Not necessarily so much in the Andrew Garfield uh, films, but definitely in the Tobey Maguire films. Everyone felt so much older than... Oh, the Flash was like four years old or something. Yeah, like they all felt so much older than what they were supposed to be. So that kind of took you out of the element of it. But with Homecoming, it was like, this literally feels like high school. Like this, this feels authentic to the age that these kids are kids, that these uh, kids are portraying, you know, like... Um, so I enjoyed that part of it and it was just such a, a fresh take, so to speak. Like we actually got a really kind of young and naive and didn't really know what was going on kind of Spider-Man. Um, and the focus seemed to be a lot more on like, I I really want to do right, but I don't really know how to do that. So I'm going to keep making all of these mistakes. Um, so I, I think there was a lot of, of this version of Peter Parker coming into his own that we didn't quite get in the other films. The other films, we get, it's almost like they jump straight into hero mode. Um, yeah. whereas with Tom Holland, like, yeah, we saw him in civil war, but with this one, it was definitely more of a, like him honestly trying to figure out what it, what it took and what it meant to be a hero. Uh, so mm. just kind of watching his journey into like basically like him growing into the suit. Um, that was, that was really fun to watch. I liked there was a lot, like you said, I liked a lot of the, the movie of homecoming. Uh, Michael Keaton really was an amazing villain. Yeah. He, and it, but what I like is how they did have a sub villain, like the shocker, but it mm. wasn't like, it wasn't like where we had to, you know how they do this in the, any film that's not the Marvel, like the MCU, where they always feel like when they put in, you know, like they do with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they also introduce Poison Ivy, and they spend too much time with both that you mm-hmm. actually don't even care about a hero anymore. But they didn't introduce the Shocker to take away from anything. They introduced the Shocker as a real flipping D-level villain. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't care who he was. He was just, he was just like baddie on the table that the hero had to take out. Yeah. You know, it wasn't important particularly who the shocker was or who his family was or why he was a villain. <clears throat> we just knew he was a villain. It could have been anybody, you know, like you know, Star Trek, the red shirt guy. Like it was yeah. just like it was just shocker was just another red shirt. So um, so I wasn't particularly bothered who the shocker was, but I did think it was cool that the Marvel Universe had the shocker. So because mm-hmm. obviously I'm a Spider-Man fan. So it's cool to see people like that. But I thought it was a great adaption of the Vulture um, from the comics because the Vulture, obviously, in the comic universe is like 80 or something years old. And his oh, wow. wings his wings are like, he actually, like his whole suit's green and he you know, has like, I don't know, like leather wings or whatever it is. So have you never seen the comic 
thing of the vulture? Uh, no, I, I certainly don't remember green wing. I've never seen a green vulture in my life. Literally, look up, literally Google Marvel Comics, the vulture. It, it like, I'm glad that that version never made it into the movies. <laughs> this is a much stronger version of the vulture. Yeah. This is actually like one you'd be a bit scared of. I was not. Yeah, he was frightening. Scared. I've never been scared of the comic version of the Vulture. The comic yeah. version of the Vulture is like a joke villain. Yeah, so. but I also love how they like tied it all in with like them using alien tech to create this. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I definitely hundred percent. So I love the fact that we went back to like 2012 mm-hmm. after the back of the first Avengers movie, and they've got their their cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the damage control. Was it damage control? Uh, brought is it damage control? Uh, the agency brought in. I don't remember. There was an agency brought in. It was like damaged something or other. That kind of annoyed me a little bit because, like, that would have been Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, because Shield had been moved away from the MCU. Said at the time this movie came out, there's the Shield TV series. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the movies had stopped referencing Shield. So, I was a bit annoyed. I personally would like to have seen Shield still around. So now that maybe the TV series is gone, maybe they're bringing Shield back. Who knows? So, um, well, is there even a Shield to bring back? Well, the TV series ended with the ship with Shield back, so mm. <laughs> well, I think the TV series is so gone into its own reality, like alternate reality in the end, because it was so far removed. Yeah, so, I never watched anyway, Shield. In terms of the teenagers, though, in the school, I loved all of them. I thought they was great. They like you said about real genuine teenagers. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Marvel was not Marvel and Sony were not pushing this time around to get them to be adults, like yeah. to get them to suddenly be working. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, we really, we had that across all three films. We, you know, it was, they were teenagers. They were just enjoying being at school and getting to yeah. know each other. And it but was, they also and it was, picked uh, nobodies. Like at the time, Zendaya was the, the like biggest name of this cat, aside yeah. from Michael Keaton, obviously. But like she was yeah. the biggest name. And yeah. it's kind of like Tom Holland. I mean, unless you had really been like a huge Billy Elliot fan on, on <laughs> showing on West End, like how many people even knew who Tom Holland was? Well, I think this may be the first time I've seen Tom Holland, but in anything. In fact, I think this is... Oh, no, other than that horrible movie that me and you both reviewed. Uh, is it called? God. What was devil, it called? The, the devil, devil something. I devil all the time? Was it the yes. devil all the time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he was good. He was good in it. Yeah, but that was a terrible film. But it, was a, it was a terrible film. No, but I did like the fact that you could see he wasn't Spider-Man. So, um, anyway... I like the fact that it, you know we had some great teenagers. I think Liz Allen was great. So yes, again, I did as a, like her as a comic book fan. I love the fact that we got Liz Allen. But it was amazing to see the twist that he goes to pick Liz Allen up for prom or whatever it was, or the dance, and Vulture is her father. I was like, that is yeah. such a great twist. And yeah. then you see his face in that car journey as as Michael Keaton's uh, Vulture is slowly figuring out. Yep. That that Peter Parker is Spider Man, like because mm-hmm. and Liz was literally like digging the shovel, like you know, sorry, digging the hole, like she yeah. was, she was like a hundred percent like letting him down. She was like, yeah, Peter, you always leave, you know, you always disappear. Yeah. Like, like and I was like, <laughs> even I was like, shut up, Liz, shut yeah, up. Like, exactly. Shut like, up. It's like you're Read at my party. You're you're at my party. You're like, oh no no no, you left after two minutes. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah read the room like you know and yeah. then oh when we went on that school trip and like, that's the other thing as well i love that they did things like school trips like mm-hmm. it actually and i love the fact that we had the same teachers in each movie and yeah and i just i don't know just i loved the fact that they were just school kids like yeah. and and even like peter parker was kind of a bit the film started off with him being 
don't know, a bit of a loser superhero. Like he wasn't yeah. straight. He wasn't straight into it like Iron Man is or right. Captain America. Is. Like he's not suddenly chasing down big villains, and he's like kind of trying to blow his own trumpet to all his friends at school. Yeah, I'm on the Stark internship, but like yeah. Tony Stark doesn't even return his calls. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, happy Hogan. And then Tony, Tony sends yeah. empty suits out to talk to him. That, I yeah, thought yeah. that was real fucked up. And Happy Hogan like isn't interested in him either. Yeah, like, Happy yeah, doesn't so. become interested until he's in the second film, and then Happy is more interested in May uh, than yeah. Peter. So look, obviously the movie ends, gets wrapped up, etc. <clears throat> what would you rate out of five? Uh, Homecoming out of five, and against the other MCU films, I'd give Homecoming mm. a solid four. Yeah, I think yeah, it's going to be difficult this like, as we go. I. I'm probably going to give it four because yeah. it doesn't. I think just because there are other ones I may have different scores for, I don't want to take away from Homecoming. So I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. I mean, right, I anyway. think it, it would make my top 10. I don't think it would make my top five. Yeah. Okay. MCU so, films only. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Not of all films. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> if it was like a top 10 of all films, it wouldn't be in it. Not no. Yet. Uh, my, no, probably not even like top 25 i don't have a top 10 films but written down i have started to write down my top 10 tv shows but oh. I'm sh- yeah anyway we won't do that now <laughs> so um so spider-man far from home so eh. what, what's your thoughts on far from home did not really enjoy far from home i thought mysterio was just a ridiculously over-the-top kind of villain um and when the reveal happened it was kind of like you mean the reveal that he was a villain right and he had a grudge against tony stark right okay at at first it was like i was surprised by the drones the Mm. i i hadn't expected the drones but him being the villain i was like you're too like self-absorbed to be a good guy like you couldn't possibly be a good guy so Mm. i never believed the good guy shtick um and i just didn't i thought that he took up too much of the film i i didn't like that he sort of stepped in as and this i'm sure this was part of the plot but like he kind of filled the the mentor role for peter in this instance because tony was around yeah right um and i just i did not like that at all um, I think because Tom Holland was looking for a mentor. And yes. Yeah. So he was easily manipulated. Yes. Mm. And I think that that is, uh, it makes sense. I can understand how that would happen, but I think that that is sort of a shitty way to treat your teenage character, right? Like, I get it. It may, I understand why you did this, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I just didn't enjoy the plot of this one. I mean, I love the scenery, um, yeah. them filming all across Europe, uh, especially some of the stuff that they did in Venice. Did you uh, like Night Monkey? What? I don't like monkeys at all. Not Night Monkey. Night Monkey. What is that? No, the, the, the when he was dressed in the black character, the the Night Monkey. I don't. Oh, you know. Oh, that's well, what they called him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The Night Monkey. Yeah, oh, no, like they. They said that's Europe's version of Spider-Man, the Night Monkey. <laughs> How did you forget that? Like, because uh, I hate monkeys, so I usually get rid of all those references like right away. That's there, the there's Night a Monkey. lot that I didn't enjoy uh, about this one, but I'll just say like 
didn't enjoy the whole Mysterio thing. And then of course the very, very end where Mysterio finds a way to stick it to Peter, like right before he dies, Uh. that was kind of brilliant. Uh, I really, really, it made me hate him more, (laughs) but like that, that was, that was real kind of like smooth, like that last fuck you. Um, So that's probably the only good thing that I have to say about Far From Home. Yeah, so far from home, <clears throat> I was on one hand, I was a bit paid off that's sort of um, Nick Fury and um, I forgot her name, the character. Was, uh, Maria. Maria, Maria yeah, yeah. Well, I was a little bit annoyed that that actually wasn't them. They were scrolls the whole time. Mm-hmm. But but then on the other hand, I'm like, actually, the real Nick Fury never would have fallen for that crap. So it kind of forgives their stupidity the fact that Nick Fury put a couple of scrolls in his place. So you kind of like, okay, now it makes sense that, because even they addressed it, like uh, we maybe effed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think if it had been the real Nick Fury, you would have been like, what's going, you know, how on earth did he let this how go? How did you miss that? Um, yeah. So what's annoying is that cameo at the end where Nick, the real Nick Fury is in space, still hasn't actually paid off yet. So here we are, you know, that's probably not going to pay off until what Captain Marvel two. Well, or 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 is it going to be like Secret Invasion? I think so. I don't know. I think it's more Secret Invasion, the TV series. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Let's not speculate. Be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, um, Mephisto. Like, so, <laughs> like, maybe that's where he's going. Like, so, oh jeez. Anyway. Uh, so the do you know the movie I didn't hate it I think you hated it probably more than I did I I like the school trip element I actually think that is good I like the fact that we get to see that because that is a real thing kids yeah, go on school trips fun. like uh, I went I went to um I went to France when I was um I don't know like 10, 10 or eleven or something a lot younger it must than be nice kids. I guess I went to just real fucking shitty schools we went to the <laughs> Museum of Natural Science that was about it. We I never went, went out of town ever. I went. I went on two school long-term residential trips. So, one of them was um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Yorkshire. Have you heard of Yorkshire? Uh, yeah, I don't know where it is on a map, but I've heard of it. Oh, yeah, it's a lot further up from me. Um, anyway, so that was like in the that was one year we went to Yorkshire and stayed there for a week, and then the second year we went to France. So we went. Um, I can't think I was more than 11 or 12, but there was a whole load on a coach of us that went and every day went to a different place. Like one day went to the Eiffel Tower, another mm-hmm. day went here, there, whatever. So I could kind of relate to that whole thing. Yeah. There was no, there was no Mysterio. There was no Spider-Man, but you know, I can kind of see how like that would, it, you know, be something that could happen. I didn't, I didn't think Americans got pulled over to Europe for a whole week. Like, but Maybe they just went to a really well, good school. Well, but they go to a Paris. special school, like a science, yeah. science academy or something. Yeah, I, I kind of science. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes a bit more sense that they'd have these sort of special. Yeah, things, public schools so. don't do that. Public schools, yeah. like I said, they take you to the museum. That's it. <laughs> so you on a plane. I did like it, and I did like the fact that Flash Thompson is kind of blackmailed in Peter at one point. So <laughs> when is it? Uh, like. <laughs> But yeah, overall, overall, I did enjoy the film, and I did enjoy. I think Tom Holland, though, honestly, is such a funny actor. He yeah. could do more comedy, and like, just I, I love it when Happy's like, Nick Fury's going to call you, and he's like, Why is he going to call me? He's like, Well, you know, whatever. Anyway, he gets his phone out, it's ringing, and he just hangs up on him. He's like, Happy's like, You just hung up on Nick Fury. He's like, Yeah, I know. Like, it's like I think Tom Holland though plays it so well, just yeah. so his lightheartedness is. Yes is really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. So 
overall though like so anyway so, so we get to the end and that whole massive reveal that Mysterio really gives it to him mm-hmm. when he drops him in it and says that Spider-Man killed me, whatever, and Spider-Man really is Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I did not see that twist coming. When that yeah. dropped, when that dropped, I was like, oh my God, when J.K. Like, Simmons. Oh, shit. Yeah. J.K. Simmons from the Sam Raimi trilogy comes yes. back. That, that was a shock. When J. Jonah Jameson popped yeah. up, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is I, I was, awesome. How little did we know, know. That, that was the beginning of a whole, oh, man. a whole S ton of yeah. these people dropping yeah. out of the sky? Like so. Anyway, so when he came back as J. Jonah Jameson, and mm-hmm. obviously the shocking reveal that Peter Parker is Spider Man to the whole world, and it kind of ends. I did not see that coming. I yeah, thought that was either. that was that was a shock and a half. Yeah, and we've had to wait a long time to see the repercussions of that. Not really, just so. two years, not that bad. No, I feel like 19, 2019. Oh well, I feel like it's been a way longer than that. Maybe well, it's just COVID, COVID maybe, makes everything feel longer. Maybe COVID is just getting to me. Yeah. I've, had enough, I've, had, <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough, man. <laughs> so, I need to get out. I haven't seen a single person in two years. Oh, I'm joking. Of course, I have. Um, so, Anyway, just not as many people. <laughs> so I've literally not left this room in two years. The only oh, person geez. I see is only person I see is Jasmine on Zoom. Uh oh, so, that's dangerous. But, uh, it's enough forgot, to make you go mad. I've forgotten what the sky looks like. So <laughs> anyway, um, what would you rate this out of five? Two and a half. Right. Really? Whoa. Yes, I did not enjoy this movie. Two and a half. Damn, Sprue. Uh, sorry. Literally, literally like. Tom Holland's now choking somewhere. Right? That's okay. I still love yeah. Tom. And I still give this movie yeah. a two and a half though. And his 10 million pound house. So. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a three and a half. All right. I think I prefer the first one. I think the first one's much stronger. The second one. Right. Anyway, let's start talking about No Way Home. Okay. Again, this is your last chance to pause, pull out, stop, hit the next button. Like this this is it. This is it. Mm. This all hands on deck. We are about to we dive spoil. deep into Spider-Man. We are gonna, no way we're going to talk about every single spoiler everything, in this movie. Everything. Everything. And we're not, to, we're not saying this to be dipshits. Like, no, but we just, don't want... Do- yeah. We don't want you to get mad at us. Like, we're telling yeah. you ahead of time. We are about to spoil Spider-Man No Way Home. So... Yeah. Oh, and we are going to talk about something in Hawkeye. Yes. Just so you know. We're going to spoil Hawkeye too. Not the whole of Hawkeye, just one thing that happens in Hawkeye. Up only to episode six? Is that where we're five, on now? Five, five, five. We're spoiling well, up episode five. No, I'm not going to spoil the plot of ep- the, all the five episodes. It's just one thing that happens in episode five that I kind of felt was kind of... It's all connected. Uh, linked-ish. Like, connected. But yeah, that's what they used to say. And then they were liars. But now, All but now, connected. But now I think it is all connected. Now that Marvel have got most of the control other yeah. than sony other than sony they've got most of the control now oh. so yeah so uh, again last chance last call this is it we're full steam ahead at this point so okay so this film um do you want to summarize or should i just summarize nope i just want to jump right into it i don't want to summarize anything oh no all i was gonna say is like where it picks up in terms of so this movie starts exactly where number two yeah um we 
with Peter being stuck in the middle of New York City where everybody is like, holy shit, you're Spider-Man? But, 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 I, lo- but I love it, though, when stuff like that happens because there's a lot of films that, that leave you on a cliffhanger, and, and even TV series do this. They'll leave you on a cliffhanger, and then when the next part starts, I don't know, they'll do, like, two years ago. Like, no, no, I don't care about two years ago. I want to know. I want to know. Like, I've waited, waited ages. Like, why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but I love the fact that they literally, like, see Tom Holland the big reveal, suddenly Zendaya's um, MJ is getting surrounded, mm-hmm. panicking, Tom Holland grabs her, they swing off, whatever, and they kind of just jump straight into the fallout. We don't get yep. this whole cop There out, is no reprieve, out. no break, no nothing. Yeah, there is yeah, no yeah. one there to save Peter, no one to help him. The shit hits the fan, and every single person in New York City and across the world now knows that he is Spider-Man. Like, he has yeah. helicopters at his house, FBI banging on his door, like yeah. shit has. And, and also, real. and also, you see on the news that they are kind of referencing uh, the Mysterio battle. Still, you know, they haven't. What, what I do love, I honestly, I am someone who really loves when people don't ignore the past. Like, you know, a lot of creators, creators sometimes like to come in and then kind of start again or mm-hmm. whatever, or put their own take on it. It's like, no, I am someone who loves continuity. Like, don't get me wrong. I read Batman and I don't want them to be referencing an issue that came out in 1955, but like, I do love it when like they kind of are aware of things that have happened, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously I more prefer it as a reader or a fan. If it's stuff in the last five or 10 years. Right. Right. Well, in this case, it's two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's a lot of time though. Like, I mean, you must, I can't think of anything else in my head, but you know, like there's a lot of time where they just, the next episode is kind of, been brushed under the carpet or right. whatever or like you see like a character dying on the side the next episode goes six months later and you see them walk in and everybody goes oh you're back you're back you're like no are you kidding me like, <laughs> like he's back that on the job is what we call lazy writing yeah yeah i hate i honestly that hate that writing. so i love the fact that we went straight into this so uh i think that was awesome so um three of these home the homecoming trilogy is probably the best way of describing this. Yeah. Well, oh, sure. but first of all, though, the, the trailers are full of shit. I'm just going to say that. Like, Oh, they did was, edit stuff out. The, they edited things in those trailers completely out of order. Completely out of order. Like, Good. we got to those scenes in there, and I was like, this dialogue is from 20 minutes ago, but, like, this scene was in the trailer with dialogue from a scene that's not even in the same part of the oh. film. There is a bit, there's a bit where um, in the trailer where Stephen Strange winks at Peter and that was never in the movie. Well, yeah, but the whole thing with Wong telling him to not cast a spell and giving him that look, like that's not what Wong said at that moment. Wong Mm. told him not to cast a spell a long, long time before we got to that moment. Like Mm. it's just a whole bunch of stuff that was in the trailer that they cut in a specific way. And I can see, I can see why. Because they had to recut the trailers because if they had let the trailer play out, the way that it plays out in the film, they would have spoiled the film. Mm-hmm. But it was just very annoying because it was like, having seen the trailer, you anticipate the scene to happen. And when it happens, it's completely different. And you're just like, what? What is happening right now? I don't mind the fact that the trailers were manipulated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were referencing, so we won't talk about it right now, but the scorpion, uh, not the scorpion, I keep saying the scorpion, the lizard. Uh-huh. Um, so the lizard, a lot of people, so the in the battle at the end, the lizard, you see the lizard's head move. Mm-hmm. 
but nobody seems to be moving it in the trailer. And a lot of people are saying there's clearly somebody else that does it, but I can't remember which person it was. Um, but there was, but you see it in the you see it in the movie that mm-hmm. somebody actually does kick him in the head, but they edited that out. So all those people that were jumping on that saying <clears throat> it's clear as day that's that Marvel have edited that out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the trailers were very well put together. But I am glad having sat down and watched this movie that they did do that kind of trickery in editing. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, they they would not have been able to show the scenes the way that they actually played out because they would have spoiled it. Um, but it was just it was just another thing like you guys like had these actors lying through their teeth all this time before this movie came out like i feel really bad for andrew garfield oh he got harassed big time (laughs) and also andrew garfield is a terrible fucking liar oh he is not such a bad liar he is not a good poker face Uh, he's not i don't even know how you're an actor andrew please if you ever come across this podcast i would love to ask you like how in the hell you got into acting when you can't even lie about the movies that you're in come talk to me please there's that thing on um who is it who's that interviewer you have the late night guy jimmy fallon yeah yeah, jimmy fallon jimmy fallon's interviewing him for something and it's on he's on a big screen (laughs) and he's like showing him some photo of apparently him on the set you know Uh and uh and like Andrew Garfield's trying to come up with some story about how it's not here or whatever. Mm-hmm. But literally, he's, like, got the worst face. He is and so like, bad. And I don't yeah. know if that was, like, on purpose, if that was his shtick. Like, I don't know. But, Andrew, like, you are the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Like, Cause, to- cause... Toby was really good about it. Like, Toby, you could have, you could have like, seen Toby and been like, uh, maybe, like, maybe he's telling the truth. But, Andrew, <laughs> you you gave it away months ago sir mm. oh yeah yeah so i still wasn't 100 percent. even when i went into this film though i honestly thought i don't know what to believe so <laughs> i actually i've got to say when i went into this movie i had hopes and i think Andrew i didn't Garfield... get what i wanted hey i didn't get what oh I wanted. yeah yeah yeah. we'll talk about what you wanted in a minute but <laughs> um so i had hopes i had a lot mm-hmm. of hopes and I was worried that I would be let down. So oh, I was no. trying. I I was, no, I was trying. No, I was honestly trying to not get too excited about it because I, I genuinely thought, no, I've people, films and TV have done this to me before. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get too hyped. I was hyped, but I was not going to be no, trying right. to be too hyped. So I was like, I need to be calm. So I was like, okay, so I'm not going to get. I was the complete opposite. I knew. I was not going to. I, I, had anticipated everyone, mm. uh, but I had my stakes on Andrew and Toby, but like, I didn't get anyone else that I wanted. And so there, there were a lot of cameos that I had hoped for that never, ever, ever materialized, but like, there's, there's no way they could tell the story without those two. Like it just, as soon as yeah. we all realized what the plot was, there's, there was no way that you're going to bring in those spiders man villains without bringing in those spider-man like so the way so the way they did it though they still introduced the villains and they were really like pitting it so mm-hmm. okay so to talk about the setup of the villains obviously because of the bomb of the identity peter's friends and and girlfriend their lives have, have been ruined their universities they want to go to are all rejecting them and the, mm-hmm. and the bo- uh, in every single one of the letter says Look, due to your recent controversies around you, we decided you're too hot. We cannot admit you. 
Yeah, yeah. So then um, he goes to Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, who apparently now is actually no longer the um, yeah, because he got blipped. Source, source of Supreme. So Wong is a source of Supreme. No one knew that was coming. So yeah. I wonder if they'll turn that around in Doctor Strange too. So who knows? Um, so <laughs> Doctor Strange creates a spell and or Peter tries, ult- to. <laughs> tries to, but Peter, because he can't shut up, yep. alters the spell. The spell becomes too dangerous. Stephen Strange puts it in a in a box. However, apparently bits of the spell leaked out. Anyway, so then Stephen Strange has a go at him because he hasn't gone to actually try and plead their case. He's like, what? Your first thought was magic over going to plead the case? Yes. And he's like, what? I can do that. It's like, yeah, like. At that point, you, know, you really should have been like, how is it that you're even trying to get into MIT when you don't even know how to appeal anything? Like, like what the how, hell? How is it your first thought was to brainwash the entire world? Right. Rather than, like, I mean, this is just, yeah, I mean, this is a teenager, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, that's just, you know. Like, <laughs> me, I would have tried to argue it. Like, I wouldn't have tried to do magic. <laughs> so, um Oi. So, yeah, so he swings over to this bridge to meet one of the MIT ladies. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get to meet the first one. Oh, Dr. Oh, Doc So that was brilliant. Oh, honestly, that was so, so great. I almost oh, wish, I almost wish I hadn't seen the trailers, but it was. No, that was no so, it was still so good. It was, it was good. So good. I like it. I, like, I love it though. When even that bit, when he sees his mask and he's like, you're not Peter. He's like, I'm so confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, then eventually we sort of just trickle through the film. We meet a load of villains. And yeah, let's just start breaking down our thoughts though. So what's your overall thoughts on just these films as a whole? This is a film where for the first time in an MCU film, the entirety of the MCU takes a backseat. This film is a Spider-Man film. So oh, yeah. in order to have enjoyed this film, you would have to have been a fan of the Sony Spider-Man films. Like with Homecoming and Far From Home, you didn't have to know anything about either of the Sony franchise Spider-Man that came before Tom Holland. But with this film, this film to me felt like a big, I don't know, a big thank you to Spider-Man fans because there were just so many references, so many little inside jokes, so many pieces and quirks that are so specific to those individuals and to those specific films that you cannot appreciate this film if you are not a Spider-Man fan. Because if you had only been an MCU fan and you watched this film, then for half the film, you're very confused because oh, 100%. Like... So, mu- so much of this pulls from Sony's catalog versus pulling from Marvel's catalog that it, it, you almost completely forget that this is a Marvel film. Like, Imagine being like 16, 18 years old going in this film today and having never watched the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah, and, no, I uh, just, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that would have felt like because the theater went nuts when they, like people were really excited when Andrew popped up, mm. but people lost their shit in my theater when Tobey Maguire. I, I, literally, like, honestly, words can't describe. I, do you know what though? I didn't expect it. I didn't expect people to go as nuts as they did. I it honestly did like what so when andrew garfield comes through that like sort of um the magic portal. portal yeah portal yeah that's a 
much better word than I was going to go for. Uh, so when he comes through that pool, I don't know what I was going to say. Like, I was trying to come up with something really no, elaborate. I really want to know a wormhole I think I was gonna say like like it was not a wormhole like a pool and um anyway so when he comes through the portal I but as he came through I was like I honestly just didn't believe I honestly thought they were gonna f us over I honestly thought no only because they've been such denial like no, I was like, I was a believer the whole time uh, at least in those two I was a believer that those two were gonna show so, up. so um, when Andrew Garfield comes through in the suit and I could sort of this ripple of noise was coming through the cinema because I think people were slowly seeing it, like or it, like believing when it. When he turned like, around and you could see his full suit in the light, that was when my theater lost it. Yeah, I literally, because they recognized like, his people suit. were like people were clapping, people were yeah. cheering, people were people were screaming. Yeah, like and then, but unfortunately, like so I saw this with my daughter, and she said to me, "I wish they'd have done the Tobey Maguire reveal." say 10 minutes later like and, I, and she said because it was too obvious that the next thing was going to be yeah like and i said yeah but even if they've done it 10 minutes later it was it, because they put andrew it Gar- yeah because andrew garfield had happened it was too obvious but when they open the next one because the guy when um was it ned goes oh should we just keep doing it until we find peter mm-hmm. i was like you're literally setting this up you're, you're yeah. literally so when they open the next one you see this guy walking and playing clothes people lost their minds uh, yes Yes, people there were was like a much, much, much bigger reaction in the theater oh, for Toby than there was for 100%. Andrew. I think oh, Andrew man. Garfield must have known like he was the second, like, you yeah. know, he, I mean, really, he is Spider Man 3, isn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, so even, <laughs> Tom, even Tom Holland is above Andrew Garfield, like, and um, I feel a bit sorry for Andrew Garfield, but like, when when he comes in, both of them, when they come in, people. Yeah, my daughter even said to me. Apparently, I was doing it. I was like, I don't remember doing it. She's like, uh, Yeah, I you was. were. She, she was like, You were screaming and shouting. I was like, Was yeah. I? I said, I remember clapping. Like, she's like, You were shouting. I was like, Was I? I, can't, I literally can't remember. That's so like, right. <coughs> the moment you forgot. I, I, I was. I was like, Obviously, I was. I was um, but honestly, because everyone was screaming, and shouting. Initially, their first words, I never even heard them. Like, I didn't even hear what they were saying. You almost wish they'd have done it live, so you could have, they could have waited for a minute. Like, so. Well, okay. So with with the Andrew reveal, uh, he was like, "I'm not the Peter that you're looking for." And with Toby, he was like, "I have been looking for your Peter." Oh yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, kind of vaguely heard, but it was very difficult because there was a lot of noise. Yeah. And um, but honestly, when the moment I saw them, I was like. I can't believe it. I yeah. literally have like been dreaming about this moment for a year. I felt like I been... was 17 again when oh. Toby Maguire popped up. Like me and you've been I joking had about the this. Biggest fucking grin on my face that my face hurt from from smiling oh. so hard. Like I was so excited to see Toby again. Oh, as honestly. Peter Parker. Oh yeah, that, and I think that was good. I think that was clever that he didn't come in in the suit. Yeah, because then we got we got another thing when he put the suit on, people went crazy again. Like, yeah. Well, he just, yeah, when he revealed that he was wearing it under his yeah, clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. But so I mean, we we're just talking. So these three eventually meet. So they get they get Tom Holland together, and the three of them are great. Like we got so what I love is though, because I was a bit concerned about this that it was just going to be a cameo. That's yeah. what my that's what my fear was, but actually it was the real back half of the film. They were yes. in. Yeah. so they, they and they had, had some significant roles yeah so we even really got a bit of a redemption arc for andrew garfield i would say uh, so and we'll, if we'll, i recall we'll talk, talk correctly, i yeah. call that a couple of episodes ago 
did you actually comment? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, and you were like, no, 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 no. Tom has to save MJ. It, it's got to be Tom. And I was like, oh, okay. I think it's going to be Andrew. This is sounding familiar, but <laughs> what? What? I don't like to be wrong. Uh, anyway, like, <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah. But, okay, well, we'll just talk, let's just talk about that now. So there's a big battle at the end, oh, like, by the way. Yeah. By the way. At the Statue of Liberty that they're putting Captain America's shield on. Which That's is weird. just effing stupid. Like, and, uh, anyway, <laughs> so weird. So, like, so Zendaya is falling down the side of the building, which I'll be honest with you, I, I literally stopped breathing because I was like, please don't kill her off. Well, yeah, because after kill they, they killed off. May, okay. I we'll, we'll come back to May. We'll come back not to May. Expecting that. So obviously May's death, we'll come back to. So yeah. MJ's falling down the side of the building, and it's clear as day that Peter's life is literally falling apart now. So when she's falling down, obviously we now know the risks are a lot higher in this movie. Mm-hmm. And when the Green Goblin pushed Tom Holland aside, I'll be honest, for a split second, I was like, they're not going to do this to us again, are they? Because they nope. kill off Gwen, kill off Gwen Stacy in Amazing Spider-Man Two, and when Andrew Garfield just suddenly turned, yes, and dived that was down, such an emotional scene too. Uh, like uh, everybody just, went nuts again, literally. Yeah, everybody. yeah, to the point uh, where even like in in the scenes, Zendaya's like, "Uh, are you okay?" And he's like, <laughs> but he's like, he's a mess. Like he is a crying mess. But that was such a good like thing. Good. But also when Andrew Garfield as well like talked about how he was Spider-Man after she died, because obviously mm-hmm. we didn't get an amazing Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. but how he talked about how he dealt with things, it was yep. kind of nice to hear how his life went on beyond Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, it really does make me want to see more of Andrew Garfield. Because yeah, me too. He he actually like I thought did comedy well. So yeah, when he when he funny. cleaned the web, when he cleaned the web of the corner and stuff like that, like they were like, Oh, can you crawl around and prove a Spider-Man? It's like, I'm not gonna crawl around. Like, you know, like, look, I'm holding myself to the ceiling. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to sit there. No, no, I want to crawl out. And he's like, no, no, my mum says, can you get the web? Like, <laughs> get the spider's web in the corner. And he actually goes and does it. I actually thought Andrew Garfield, <sighs> the people behind Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 just, you messed up, man. You could have actually probably had a really good trilogy. Like, yeah. he's, and- he's, he's funny. He, I, I mean, if you look at them now, like Toby has this like least personality uh, of the three of them, but Andrew and Tom are neck and neck as far as their chattiness mm-hmm. to me. Like they're both just so chatty. They're like, it's almost like that's what they do when they get nervous. They're just chatterboxes. It's kind of endearing. I was going to say, like, I just. <laughs> Just shuffled things around a little bit because we talked a lot about the three of them. Out of the three of them, who is your Toby. favorite? <laughs> Toby. Toby is still my favorite, but I think Toby's my favorite because he was the, the youth pastor. One to me. The youth pastor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's difficult, you know. Like I actually feel. Oh God, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> I actually really like struggle like with this whole who's the favorite Spider Man like. I probably will have to go with Toby because he, out of the three movies, I go back to them a lot. Yeah. But, like, I think Andrew Garfield was really redeemed in this movie. Like, he good. and he it really does show it. you, to show you though, like, with the right creative team, mm-hmm. I mean, you could have had a really good Spider Man in, in Andrew Garfield, but yeah. it goes to show you 
I'm not saying the people that wrote and directed this are terrible writers and directors <laughs> because Sony, I don't think, knows what they're doing. So it could be that actually the studio is pushing their own agenda, but because they wanted to world build, that's what, what why, where yeah. it went wrong. Uh, they wanted to create multiple spin-offs. But the, the problem with Sony and the entirety of the Amazing Spider-Man films was they were competing against themselves and there was no reason for them to have done that mm. there were there was no reason for them to have shot themselves in the foot the way that they did but mm. they were impatient and that is what their impatience cost them it cost it cost them having to do a deal with marvel basically yeah so yeah. um had they been more patient they could have been doing this without them i'm glad yeah. you know i'm glad though i'm glad that they effed up because like yeah. you know because uh, look what like, we got as yeah. fans look what we got yeah i think I, I think yeah toby mcguire is my favorite i'm gonna go with that so, I, I just love that he's like older and he kind of presents as this like wise old sage. Um, mm, mm. Like he's just so subdued and he's so chill. And there's the, the one scene where they're in the lab and they're making the cures for all of the villains. And, you know, Andrew and Toby are talking and they're like, yeah, you well, know, mine, mine was Gwen and yours was MJ. And, and I don't really know, like, I don't think that this is going to work, yada, yada, yada. And Toby's like, well, I mean, it takes work, but you'll find you'll find you'll find love again. Like, but you got to give it a chance, and you got to work at it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. it wasn't I, I, easy for us, and me, you know, me and my MJ, like, we ended up getting back together, and we're fine now. I love the webbing thing. The fact that they hit the webbing comes out of him. They're like, yeah. does it come out of anywhere else? Like, <laughs> that is such no. a boy thing to ask. <laughs> like, like, no, it doesn't. It comes out of here. That's it. No, it was so funny, um, though, because, like, when he did it, they were both like, what is that? <laughs> and he was like, you can't do that? And they were like, no. Mm -mm. So I really appreciated that. That's, that's why I said that this is, like, specifically for Spider-Man fans, because there was so much controversy when the 2002 films came out because Peter produced his own webbing and people were so pissed off way back then. And they were like, that is not what Spider-Man does. He invents his own webbing, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was so pissed about the shooters and how Toby didn't have shooters that the, the webbing actually came out of his body. Uh, so like, I thought it was really funny that they addressed that in the film. I actually love that the, the women came out of him. I thought that was great when they did that in the movies. They introduced that briefly in the comics, actually. They made Peter Parker be able to do it briefly, and then they then they <laughs> then they got rid of that again. So yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna go look, I'm gonna go with Toby Maguire as my favorite, but I'll be honest, Andrew Garfield really I might have in better I, hands, maybe Andrew Garfield. In better hands, Andrew Garfield Andrew Garfield, I really enjoyed in this movie. Yes. I there's a, I think we covered a lot in the last review, but I there's elements of both those films I liked. Mm -hmm. There was a lot I didn't like, and Andrew Garfield unfortunately was a big part of what I didn't like. But in this movie, honestly, di different eyes or whatever. Like I, you know, I was looking at him completely differently. He yeah. was he was so good. So, I liked Andrew himself. Like I I didn't like the way that the character was written, but I liked. Him I didn't like. I felt like. I felt like. I always joke that he's emo Spider Man. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so how how like how do you feel they sort of stack up against sort of previous? Uh, oh, so I this, think this, this one... movie. This movie stacks up against previous Sony. Let's see. I would still say that if we're just doing Spider Man, uh, as far as personal favorite. 
Spider-Man 2 mm. is still my personal favorite. But as far as quality, I really don't think that any of the other Spider-Man films top this film mm. in quality of film. I think what I'm pleased about is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3 was terrible. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was so bad that we didn't even get a 3. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the third Homecoming trilogy movie of Spider-Man yep. with Tom Holland. And I actually have to say it's the best of a, yep. of a third. Yes. Like, you know, it was actually nice to see them end a trilogy well. So, But, but I, mean, I think that they, they did something really important with this one and they upped the emotional factor, which hmm. in a lot of the third films, it's usually... The third film is the revenge film, right? Like whatever bad thing happened, it happened in the second film. And then the characters spend the entirety of the third film trying to avenge whatever happened in the second film. Whereas in this film, all of the tragedy happens in this film. I mean, and look, I mean, beca because this film has that emotional weight. Oh, so much like. Oh my God. It's, it's that it elevates this film. Like this, this film to me, it's even better than Homecoming. I mean, look, I mean, we're not going to discuss these. Blade 3, Iron Man 3, mm -hmm. flipping terrible movies. Yeah. Um, Fast and Furious 3 was Tokyo Drift, oh. which, come on. <laughs> There's so many thirds are terrible. Yes. This third, yeah. flipping phenomenal film. Yeah. Like, honestly. Like, so, yes. right, okay. So in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe fitting it together, I don't really think it entirely matters because, well, no, I do think it matters because of Doctor Strange. So yes. Doctor Strange, whilst he actually played a much smaller role in this movie than, than I thought I he thought was, was going to, yeah, yeah, he played a much smaller role. But I'm actually really pleased. I'm actually glad. Yes. Like, so I enjoyed having Iron Man in the first one, even though that was a smaller role. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed seeing nick fury in the second one although be it was a scroll but i'm actually glad that we didn't really get a good chunk of dot strange i'm glad that yeah. peter parker found a way to get rid of him for 12 hours yeah. and um man a lot happened in those 12 hours oh, so boy. <laughs> but i'm actually glad when he shows up at the end um i was still a little bit disappointed i was like i don't want Doctor strange i just yeah, want to well, concentrate but someone had to correct the magic though i know i know i know, I know. Yeah. however when all the craziness was going on pm um, Tony Stark, strange is saying they're all coming through yeah um one of my friends said to me he could see an image of rhino in the background i didn't see that i saw someone with a hammer i saw I, someone with a hammer i saw someone wearing horns like i didn't see a rhino I'm assuming some of these things we'll see later on. So we yes. know that there's obviously supposedly a... there's going to be another three films. Well, yeah, no, well, yeah, three Spider-Man films. But I'm no, what I'm wondering is like, so Doctor Strange two, which is going to tie into the multiverse. And we know Loki, the TV series, is tied into the multiverse. And we, we're we assuming Ant-Man and the Quantumverse. Ant-Man and the Quantumverse. So, in terms of the overall MCU, I think that Doctor Strange and the other films are going to handle this whole multiverse stuff. Yes. But I think that Spider-Man will be very much back to street level stuff again, yes. I would assume. So Since with, with the spell having been completed by the end of the film, that which was the only way to close those portals was do the spell the way that you were originally going to do it and let everyone forget me. Let everyone forget that Peter Parker ever existed. And I still don't think that really works. I still don't think that really works. Like, I mean, I mean, no, because only because how on earth does he 
get who, paid like who, how does, he does get a job he like no yeah. people for, forget about him that doesn't mean that he can't go and introduce himself to new people but everyone that knew him has now forgotten that he existed yeah but surely like uh, what i mean is what happened to his birth certificate like what happened to the you know if, if it's all gone mm-hmm. how does he get a new identity or oh. You like, I don't know. I'm, I'm questioning. I'm questioning. Yeah, you don't have any money to see. Like, so, <laughs> I think that's uh, how he's going to end up working at the Daily Bugle. I think the Daily Bugle probably pays its contractors under the table. And so that's how he's going to get into like photography, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, that would be pretty cool as Spider-Man 4 sees him and JJ. Yeah, and Jameson then we get JJ like, and Jameson. Yeah, yeah. Like in a much bigger role, the webheaded Venice and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. We'll probably have to wait a good few years before we get to see Spider-Man 4, but um, anyway, so there's been six, seven, is it eight movies now, Uh Spider-Man? Uh-huh. What's your favourite one? Favourite is still Spider-Man 2. Still Spider-Man 2? Still Spider-Man 2. I think this is a better film than Spider-Man 2, but my favourite is still Spider-Man 2. I think, to be honest with you, this has now got to be my favorite Spider-Man film. Like, <laughs> I honestly, I honestly am going to really this again. Like, so, okay, so in this movie, it's a lot of characters. Oh, oh. this is a do tough you have a one. Fa- do you have a favorite character? I do. Actually, before you say it, if you have a favorite character, do you have a character you think was not used well enough? Like, was underused? Uh, yes. I think that they could have done more with J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. I think turning him into, like, I can understand where they're coming from. They kind of have turned him into one of those talking heads on TV versus the newspaper guy that is trying to sell papers. Um, It fits with the times and that makes a lot of sense, but it just felt like they could have stayed a little bit more true to the J. Jonah Jameson that most Spider-Man fans are familiar with and just kind of, I don't know, kind of kept him as like the guy that's always trying to, uh, I don't know. I guess I just didn't like him as like a TV personality, so to speak. Like I, I, think I would rather t- have seen him like in a different yeah. capacity. I agree with you. The TV thing's obviously done to modernize him. Yeah. Um, I think for me, one of the characters I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get to see a bit more in the flesh, so to speak, is Sandman. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I felt like he was villainized way too quickly just to fit the story. Um, yeah. When I don't buy that he's a villain. So. Yeah, he always seemed kind of neutral to me. Yeah, so he started off when he first came into this movie as kind yeah. of heroic. He was helping Peter. Yeah. And then he very quickly just turned, which... Mm-hmm. People just don't flip like that. Like, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Uh, if I found myself in a different universe, I'd flip pretty quick because, like, I don't know you. I don't even know this place. Like, ugh, what, why should I trust you? I suppose so. You've just seen him zap some guy. Yeah, I can kind of see that. But yeah. even Peter was like, no, no, no. Because Peter was like, I think Peter thought, oh, I can trust this guy. So I'm yeah. not going to zap you. Like, and then you suddenly start getting crazy. So yeah, I'm going to zap you. But no, I would I would like to see him because I think in the movie he could flip between human and sand. Yeah, in in Spider-Man three. So I'd like to have seen that happen more. No, once he got converted, he was converted. Uh, pretty, no, when he came out of the pit, he did turn back into his human form. 
Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, look, rewatch number three. Like, I know it was only like two weeks ago, but I'm pretty sure when he came out of that pit, I don't think he came out of that pit. I'm pretty sure he came out human. Yeah, but I don't think the cell regeneration or whatever had finished yet. It didn't. It didn't last. But like, I felt like he could flick between the two. But anyway, I would like to see in a little bit more of him being human, but also a little bit more of having some time with him. But anyway, favorite character though. Favorite character. Aside from the obvious, if if I'm not picking... not, not a villain, no villain. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not, but if I'm not picking one of the spiders, my favorite character was May. Yeah, outside of the spiders. Yes, my favorite character think... was May. She did a good. She did well. Like so. I like that she was the, like basically his conscience. Like, mm-hmm. no, it, this this is a difficult thing to do, but that that's how you know it's the right thing to do. Like what you did the decision you made was the right decision regardless of what happy says or regardless of what you know the tv says like you made the right call i mean look, we put this down and talk about it in a minute but like obviously aunt may gave him finally yes the greatest power with great power uh, comes great responsibility. responsibility yeah it's finally time that he had that moment because yes. it's something that never happened and they don't seem to reference Uncle Ben at all in this yeah. world. I don't think Uncle Ben exists in this world. Um, yeah, I, I think because it's been done by the other two. Yes. That they kind of stayed away from it. Yeah, so, but I love the way that both Toby and Andrew kind of, when basically uh, Tom started to say, with great power and then toby finishes the line comes great responsibility and they kind of all share a moment where he's like how do you how do you know that that's what she said and toby's like because uncle ben said it and then andrew goes the day he died and it was just kind of like jesus christ is that is that the catalyst here like is is that the thing that starts this like whole thing within the spider men is that your person, whether it's Ben or in, in Tom's case, May, like your person is the one to give you this advice on the same day that they die. Well, yeah, that's that is like in the comics, that is how Uncle Ben says that on the day he dies. Like, that's so interesting. Um, so, um, and so yeah, like, but I think, I mean, you look, you look at like so many heroes that lose somebody close to them, and that mm. kind of is the catalyst for them becoming a hero. So, um, Anyway, so in regards to that whole moment, I was so pleased that we finally got it. Yeah. I was disappointed, though, that we got it at the expense of actually such a great character in our main. Yeah, I was not so, expecting that. Like, I definitely got all teary when when May fell down again. Because, mm. of course, like, when she got up and she walked over, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, hell yeah, of course May is fine. Like, of course she's fine. <laughs> and then she fell down again and I was like, oh no, oh, oh, oh no, oh no, what's happening? Oh god. <laughs> uh, I honestly so before she fell down, I thought it was, she was gonna be all right. The moment she fell down, I was like, oh yep. okay. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So favorite character, I'll be honest, I'm gonna really struggle. Like there's so many people like I enjoyed. Like, I mean, Toby McGuire was your favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, favorite character, I'll be honest, like really like struggling here. Um, it's too many, too many to choose from. There is too many to choose from. Like, I, I thought everyone really... played their parts really well, so it was. You know, like, I, I, know, I know, like we've kind of covered the Spider Man's, but I think I, I, 
I'm not going to give a favorite character, but I'm going to feel like the most redeemed character to me was Andrew Garfield. Like okay. he, I'll be honest with you, I enjoyed a lot of the characters, but anyway, favorite villain, I'm just going to go straight into it. Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Hands down. Yeah, hands down. Gotta be. Listen, Green like, Goblin and Willem Dafoe specifically was such yeah. a good villain that from they had to bring 2002, they brought this man back. 20 years later <laughs> and he still showed up every other fucking villain in this movie like i know that like, was impressive i mean uh, honestly william that defoe was I, he was the best villain of the entire thing uh, yes. but they all knew that he was the best villain like yeah i mean i think yeah. i would have liked it if dr octopus had been a bit of a villain for a bit longer oh no, i love because I, okay now see this is why spider-man 2 is my favorite octavius to me was always like wrong place wrong time like i always thought i liked his motivations a lot better than i liked norman osborne's motivations so when peter turned him normal and like turned off the connection between the ai and his brain i was super stoked because i was like yes i can definitely see dr ock being an ally just because he didn't it, it was almost like his villain transition was of of anyone else's was like the the one that was accidental like yeah yeah so i i always sympathized i guess is what i'm trying to say i've always sympathized with doc ock um so i really really loved that he was a good guy and he stayed a good guy and that he was the one that kind of helped and saved or stopped electro from being a bad guy uh so i really appreciated that but yeah norman osborne willem dafoe it it i just thought it was so great that his villain status has held for as long as it has like Mm. it still holds up like even without like the mask even without well i mean he ended up getting his glider back but even without the glider like he was still really fucking intimidating like in the apartment when you know the bad side flips back on it was just kind of like this guy this fucking guy like he's Ah, oh, he's so good. He's so. I think when when, when into foe, like I loved how we saw a little bit of how. Um, sorry, Norman Osborn creep through. Mm-hmm. I, I was really hoping that we would get a James Franco appearance. I'll be honest, like even if it was like mid credits or something, I don't know. Like, so we're bringing this kind of thing to an end. So there's a huge battle at the end, and I do love that Tobey Maguire is stopping Tom Holland from killing Green yes, Goblin from killing his villain. Yeah, yeah, from Kennedy. So there's a few things at this point here. At this point, that we didn't get enough Tobey Maguire um, and William Defoe together. There wasn't enough of that for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's disappointing. I like the fact, though, that we did see Tobey Maguire stand up to Tom Holland yeah. and show, show that he is the more experienced Spider Man. Yeah. Yes, okay. Show Tom him that Holland. there's a better way. Yeah. And Tom, yes, Tom Holland has been on a team. He's been on the Avengers. He's been in space. But Tom Holland is the Spider Man. Like he's Spider-Man. He's the more experienced of all of them. And yeah. it showed that he was the more experienced, which I think was great. When the, and so this brings up a big question for me. They saved all the villains. And then obviously they went back to what I'm assuming is the point in time before they died, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens? Like what happens indeed? Well, so Tony Maguire goes back home, right? So the timeline would have changed. Andrew Garfield went back, the timeline would have changed. Does that mean when Tony Maguire goes back? 
the like harry's not dead anymore um you know norman's not dead anymore like when andrew goes back does that mean gwen stacy's still alive like you know what 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 happened i know that it wasn't electro that killed him but like just maybe I don't, I don't know like maybe they wouldn't have been at the power plant together like maybe gwen wouldn't have been there maybe she would have still been at the bridge or something like that i, I don't know like i don't think that it would have worked that way because the implication was all of these villains transferred over to this universe just in the moment before they died yeah yeah so gwen was already dead when electro dissipated so i don't think she would have come back if, if electro survives yeah, I don't know. Well, well, anyway, but I'm saying, but I think the bigger implication here was for Toby because obviously Norman Osborn was his first villain, which had a massive ripple effect with Harry. So we saw Harry's character over two and three disappear down the villain hole. Mm -hmm. So that would never have happened. James Franco's journey into hell would not have happened because his father didn't die. So I don't know. I'm just kind of curious as to what those worlds now look like. Yeah, and the questions are endless. And I was hoping we'd see something of that, but we didn't. So no, no, no. Um, anyway, what did you think? Did you think this like lived up to the hype? Yes, honestly, which yeah. I think is rare. Uh, yeah, oh, in, yeah, yeah. In this day and age. But I I 100% believe that this film lived up to all of its hype. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, do you know, honestly, this movie, literally me and you have been joking on this podcast for like yeah. well over a year about this film. Yeah. I like, you know... Uh, we weren't even in this film. I thought we were going to be in it. Like, I think they cut our scene, honestly. Uh, okay, yeah. So they, they, Pretty they, sure they cut it. We're, maybe we'll be on the DVD extras. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that the rumors were going crazy. Who was going to be in this film? Who wasn't yeah. going to be in this film? So I'm pretty sure that I was in this film. I, I, just, I know for sure I filmed the scene for this film. Yeah, I just, yeah. like I said, it was not in the theatrical cut. So in a few months, like, I'll find it. I'll, I'll yeah, be like, yeah. that's my arm right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dead body. Yeah. <laughs> that's my foot. That's my foot. Number 573. <laughs> that's my foot sticking out of that rubble. <laughs> so, uh, imagine, imagine like being that guy. I don't think they get people to do that. I think they just put a leg on the like a rubber leg, not real oh. leg. I don't think Marvel. I don't know if they only have a hundred and sixty million dollar budget. They might. They might just put people in there. Like, hey, yo, we need five hundred extras today. We need to ring up the morgue. Um, <laughs> how many bodies have you got? Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, it was a dark joke. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you think's next for Tom Holland? And don't talk about Venom right now. What do you think's next for him other than Venom? I think he has got a long road ahead of him we have never seen a spider-man that didn't have like help yeah. right every every version of spider-man has had some kind of help from friends family co-workers villains like they've had help but now nobody remembers who peter parker is and so it's kind of like you get a clean slate which Sometimes that can feel like you're cheating as like as you're, as a writer that feels like you're you're cheating the audience out of this character dealing with the implications of everything else that they have done before. So literally we have now wiped the slate clean. We still have the character of Spider-Man and now no one knows who Spider-Man is anymore, but we have lost the character of Peter Parker. So mm. Peter Parker has a unique opportunity to completely reinvent himself going forward without Tony Stark as a mentor, 
without anyone on the Avengers remembering who he is, this kid literally has to start from zero. And it's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. I think this is going to be their perfect opportunity to pull him into the young Avengers, especially since we're getting oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. a Miss Marvel show with Kamala Khan. Um, I think that's going to be the opportunity. I, I just realized I didn't actually ask you something. Um, anyway, so I, when he went into that apartment at the end, and they're like, yeah, the wrench do whatever, or mm-hmm. I, can't remember, I can't remember what they said. Rents do on you, the first, don't be late. I swear to you, I honestly hoped like there was going to be a door opposite. And I can't remember the actress's name or the actor's name, but I was hoping like the the landlord and the daughter from um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 and 3 was going to be like on the <laughs> other side. I thought if they'd have done that, I would have lost my mind. I was like, I know they're not big, but I was like, that would have been still, such a cool. Talk about cool, continuity. Yeah. That would have been a really cool thing to have done, like yeah. to show like in a way, like the dump that he now lives in. Cause that was like a dump where they did before. Yeah. So that would, I do not, if they do that in the next film, that would be brilliant. So yeah. just to have her living next door or something like that, like, that would have been, but honestly, that would have been so good. So look. So I'm um, wondering if he moved into Hell's Kitchen where yeah, there yeah. are some other interesting characters so, that we might so, be seeing pretty soon. Okay, so to skip all the way back to the beginning, I'll be honest, I'll be honest I literally didn't know what to say. Like, initially, I was like, am I actually seeing this? Because the cinema was making way more noise than I could think. Like, the noise and my thoughts were just not well, you know, <laughs> I think. And so suddenly Charlie Cox is actually on screen as Daredevil and everyone, everyone is going, everyone is going absolutely nuts. And and I was like, initially, am I seeing this? Like, is Charlie Cox, I can't like, is he actually, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to be in it. I didn't. I genuinely didn't. I knew he would be in it. No, I just didn't. I just didn't think Marvel were going to be nice to us. I thought they were going to let us down. Those, like, no, but I think I think at the end, the rumors really just got out of hand. Mm. And they, they mentioned the Netflix rumors. Yeah. And someone made the mistake of confirming that Charlie Cox, oh, Kevin Feige said that Charlie yeah. Cox is our daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he said that, I was like, oh, 100%. Matt is in the film. Matt Murdock mm. is in this movie. But oh, if we bring a big part of me, a big part of me forgot. A big part of me forgot, though. I'll be honest, a big part of me forgot. Like when I went into it, I think I was so focused on just just sitting there and watching the film. Yeah, that's how you should be. And suddenly Charlie Cox is sitting there, and what I loved was Brick. Brick comes through the window, and he reaches out and grabs it. One hand, and Peter Parker's like, Peter Parker's like, how did you do that? He went, I'm a really good lawyer. I was just like. I honestly wish Foggy had been sitting there, like yeah. from the TV series. Yeah. And I, honestly, I'll be really peed off if they don't bring back Karen Page and Foggy Nelson. I know they, they have to. If they're going to bring back Charlie Cox, yeah. th- that's a pretty good sign that they're going to start the contract negotiations for everyone else. Well, they probably have. Hopefully, so. they don't stick with Iron Fist. Do you know what though? I'd be happy if they no, I'd be happy if they left it alone and brought back brought them all back. Like I know people weren't overly enjoying Danny Rand, but I'd rather they just bring them all. I hate, I hate recasting. I really do. Like just bring them back. No, but no, but the thing is, look, Andrew Garfield, we said in the Razor Spider-Man 1 and 2 was handled badly. Maybe um, I can't remember the actor's name who played Danny Rand, but maybe in ben. the right hands. 
yeah, something, Finn something. Um, maybe in the right hands, he could be really good Iron Fist. I, but they should de- they should definitely bring back um, the girl, girl Colleen. Colleen, Colleen yeah, Williams. Yeah, 100% bring her back, the actress who plays her, 100%. Like, do you know what? I'd even be happy if you if people really want to jump on the I hate Danny Rand train, bring her back as Iron Fist. Just do it as her. Like, kill off Danny Rand if that's what you gotta do. Like, I'd show him, don't do off-screen deaths. I hate off-screen deaths. Um, but she had the Iron Fist when Iron Fist um series finished. So, oh, see, I never watched the second season. So she that's had awesome, the Iron, she had the Iron Fist. Yeah, I love her. I love but this he, like but but he had the Iron Fist weapons. So, mm-hmm. so this is a really cool thing. He, so I haven't read um, Ed Brubaker's comic book run, um, but apparently, in, I want to read it though, but the Ed Brubaker's comic book run, they dive into this previous Iron Fist who didn't have Iron Fist, uh, the Iron Fist in his actual fist. Mm-hmm. He had like the Iron Fist, like so he had guns that had the power of the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So like they shot bullets, like Iron Fist type thing. And so... Danny Rand no longer has the Iron Fist, but he has these guns, like, mm-hmm. uh, I've got the power of the Iron Fist. And it ends with him having these guns, like, in Asia somewhere or something. And um, and so I was like, that's flipping cool. I was like, so I really wanted to see a third season to see where this was going. I mean, we'll, ne- we'll never get to see that. I'm assuming if Marvel brings him back or whatever. So anyway, we've really digressed here. So... <laughs> Hawkeye episode five ends with a single picture of Kingpin. Of specifically Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. It's a bit vague. Like I have to say it's a bit vague. However, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, yeah. That (laughs) tweeted our picture of Hawkeye the same day. So hands down, it's him. If if you're pulling in Daredevil people. Yeah, there are going to be other people from the Netflix world that are going to be pulled in as well. Now, with the multiverse and with all of this happening, it is the perfect opportunity if they do choose to recast anyone. This this is the chance to do so. But I think it could be awesome, especially especially if everybody has forgotten who Peter Parker is. He is going to need some help to get back on the hero track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. It could possibly be that they're saving the introduction of these characters for a Spider-Man film. Because like, if you can tack on the Netflix heroes with someone as big as Spider-Man, then I think that is going to open up more doors into them having either their own individual films or like one giant Defenders film or even a Heroes for Hire film. Uh, I'd love to see um, Doors of the Dragon. <clears throat> there's there's so much because i also heroes fire is so fun like <clears throat> it, it, the the chemistry between danny rand and luke cage is absolutely hilarious it, it like it, with power man and iron fist like hmm. if if we can get something like that out of this that would be really great and if, okay. if spider-man drops all the way back down to like street level then i think him getting in with the defenders is the perfect way to elevate him back to like avenger status oh, it'd be so cool to see like a spider-man daredevil movie like number four beats spider-man daredevil like that'd yeah. be amazing yeah like hands down like because then you have the opportunity to start bringing in other characters like electra that we never i mean we got an electra yeah but... yeah we did yeah like um okay so there's some mid-credit scenes 
yes, there's the one mid credits. There's one mid credit and there's a main credit. But the mid credit, that was sneaky. That was very sneaky what they did. We mid credit, we got. Uh, I was extremely disappointed in that mid credit scene. Why? Uh, because I was disappointed that Ed Brock, Eddie Brock, uh, Venom is in the MCU for potentially, what, a week? He's sitting at a bar drunk. And never, ever even meet Spider-Man. Like the whole movie, I kept thinking, <laughs> when is he going to show up? No, no. And oh, he doesn't perfect. show up. He's at the bar shrinking and then he suddenly disappears. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you absolutely but, kidding me? You don't even go and see Spider-Man. But. Like, he leaves a tiny, tiny bit of his symbiote behind. Uh-huh. Okay. So that means we're going to get a different Eddie Brock. Like, yeah, which is ugh. fine. Which is totally fine. Or we're not going to get an Eddie Brock at all, and we're going to get a Venom that is, they're going to go straight um, to Spider-Man. Maybe the Scorpion, what's his name? Gargan, whatever, oh, I forgot his bloody name. The guy from the first Spider-Man film, do you remember in prison, the, um, the Scorpion? No. So in the comics, the guy who's the Scorpion become does get the Venom costume for a while. Mm-hmm. So when... When uh, the vulture goes to prison, do you not remember the guy who comes up to him at the end said, I heard you know who Peter Parker is? Yes. So, so that's the scorpion. So uh, okay. the scorpion Did in the comics does become Venom for a while. So that would be a good twist if they made him Venom. So um, I, I think that that was a super sneaky and effective way to keep Venom in the MCU. That's mm. what I think. Because I don't think Sony is done making Venom movies. I think they're going to make another movie with Tom Hardy. But I don't think that they are going to do another crossover like this. I think now that Symbiote has been introduced, I think that that is going to be the MCU's version of Venom. And that's how they bring Venom into this universe. I just would love to have seen Eddie Brock and like this, you know, like what's his name? Tom, what's his name? Tom, the actor who plays Eddie Brock. Oh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to have seen him show up. I was really hoping the end battle was going to have him showing up, but then it could have been too much. But well, see, but I think though the age difference between this that Eddie Brock and this Spider Man is too big. Mm. Like I think it would look really unmatched if we had Tom Hardy versus Tom Holland. I was hoping he was going to stay along. Maybe it was a, maybe it was just a little teaser shit that he's going to be in Venom Four. But clearly, we're going to get a Venom in Spider Man Four. Yes, but... we are getting Venom in the MCU. So I don't think it's going to be street level at all if we've got Venom. So it might. <laughs> but he Venom has a long way to go to get to Spider-Man. So unless, they were like somewhere in Mexico. Unless there's a, because there was a rumor about Marvel wanting, Marvel and Sony wanting to do a King in Black storyline in the MCU. So I just think that that would be too big of a story. And you don't have that many heroes left. Like who's going to fight Null? The MCU has still got heroes left. Yeah, but they haven't introduced the X-Men yet. That entire run had X-Men characters and and Captain America was a big part of it. Yeah, but if they're bringing in all the Defenders, potentially. Um, we've still got Hawkeye. We've got a new Black Widow. We've got um, the Hulk got, still. I don't think we've you got can Captain fight Null with no mutants, though. Got Captain Marvel. As That's long as she enough. shows up. As long as she shows up. So, I don't know, but... Maybe we won't have the King of Black just yet, but maybe this sets the ground. Like, once we've done the multiverse, maybe we're going to have the King of Black storyline. Yeah. I just want to so, know when when they're going to start introducing 
mutants that's what, what i was what so what i was hoping was that eddie brock was going to stick around like i hope that he was going to be here beyond that and one of the reasons i hope that was because i was hoping that the morbius movie was set in the mcu um because why the hell was the vulture there morbius has to be set in the mcu it has to be because specifically because vulture is in it either that or sony just do not care and this is why Sony needs to have that those licenses taken away from them. If that is, yeah. <laughs> Look, oh, Sony, you don't know how to behave with these licenses, man. Like yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all are really just wilding out at this point. Um, um, I think it's it's going to be interesting. I I am wondering if the MCU is going to use Morbius as some kind of blade connection. Guess we'll see. Anyway, there's another post credits which um, it's not a wanna... post credit. Sorry. It's a trailer. <laughs> it's a trailer. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. weird. Like, never seen anything like that in an MCU film. It is they not see, they, it's, they it is literally a teaser that. trailer for Doctor Strange 2. Like, it had nothing to do with this film at all. So, I mean, look, the trailer's online. Go and look it up. But what I was hoping for was to see Tobey Maguire arrive home and kiss MJ. I seriously was hoping they brought Kirsten Dunst back. I really was like please end the movie oh. with Kirsten Dunst and and Tobey Maguire and such a missed opportunity such my wish miss- was for Miles, Miles Morales. Morales that was my so wish they did, so they did say Jamie Foxx did have a throwaway line when he About was talking Black to Andrew Garfield and he said you know man all this time you were this guy from Queens you help poor people he's like all this time I just I assumed you were black and Andrew Garfield is just kind of like, oh, um, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but he's like, no, oh, man, surely there's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. And oh, no, like, the moment yes, they did that. Oh. Yes, there is a but black I, Spider-Man out there somewhere. But, okay, before we go jump into ratings, let's be honest, they're going to see the money from this movie. Yeah. And I tell you not, this will not, be the, this will not be the last time these people are on screen together. Nope. There will be a Spider-Verse live action movie, a hundred percent. So I am so ready. So I kind of let go of my Miles obsession when they talk to the uh I want to say uh Peter. Peter, I can't remember his name, but the the people in the director for Into the Spider-Verse 2. And he was like, uh, I have seen No Way Home and I did not see Miles Morales in that film. And I was like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of went in not expecting Miles, but like, really, I, you say that not seeing Toby was a missed opportunity. Not, you didn't even have to really cast anyone. You literally could have just showed a scene of a kid walking down the street, wearing some J's and everybody would have assumed that that kid was Miles Morales. Yeah, if they had done an end credits like that, and yeah, like you say, not even showing the face of them, you know, even if it yeah, come because up, then you still got plenty of time to cast it, but just just show them walking. Yeah, I, I think I think for me it would have had to have been on the same universe as Tom Holland's yes Spider Man though, because I so, think that they're they're close enough in age that that could be a really cool thing. Well, because we've already met already met Miles's uncle. In, yes, in, and he was very young. Yeah, so, but. I'd, Whatever it is, they did do it. So I know. 
I really am hoping for a Spider-Verse movie, though. Like, I would love to see Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and, and Tobey Maguire on screen together. Yeah. So. Or or even if they bring in the weird ones, like in the Spider-Verse film, where you got the pig and the the robot thing. And that would the... be cool, too. <laughs> but the thing so is, though, now they've, now they've done it once. I'll tell you what, they'll do it again. They honestly will do it again. Oh, so. yeah. Anyway. I, th- I, th- I think it's, it will be a while before we see films collide like this again, but they are definitely, we are going to start seeing a lot more of those Netflix faces popping up in these films. Okay, so rating out of five. Four and a half. What? Four and a half. <laughs> I'm going to go at five. <laughs> five out of five, all day round, all day long. Oh, uh, five. Do, do, do no, it's a five. Four and a half. It's 100% five. Literally. My only criticism is Spenham, really. Like, I wanted him to stay along. I wanted him and Tom Holland to meet. <laughs> they will, <laughs> because Venom is still here. No, I wanted. Um, you wanted Eddie Brock. Yeah, I wanted that Eddie Brock, like, to finally meet. I, do you know what, though? Like, the best part about Venom 2 was that single teaser that he was in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Venom 2 was the biggest bag of shit I've ever seen. And the best <laughs> part about that entire movie was that tiny little cameo. And then that, enti- then that entire cameo is completely undone in this <laughs> second cameo. So I was like, okay, so then really it just means that Venom 2 is just a bag of shit. Right. So, so you're saying that this movie made Venom 2 even worse than it was yeah, before? Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> like, I don't know what I gave Venom 2. I don't know. But like, oh I'm going to put, I, I'd probably put Venom 2 now. Whatever I said, it's going to be zero out of five. <laughs> like, so I. Not that I bad. <laughs> Oh, it was, but it was a terrible film. And I only, only saving grace was that he landed in the MCU at the end of the movie. And you've just undone it. I mean, you literally just wasted your opportunity that you could have thrown him in this movie. Like, I, don't get me wrong, it could have been a, a bit too many characters and it wouldn't have made too much sense to have had him join this, the Sinister Six that we had in this film. But I would have gone with it. I would 100% go with it. I don't care. Like, and then you were already all all in. So, like, what's one more? What's one more? Yeah, well, what's one more? What's one more villain? Or don't have him in the film now, but just show him, I don't know, packing his bags to head to New York. Like, Mm-mm. they effed it. But the question is, why did human Eddie return, but symbiote Venom didn't? And if symbiote venom didn't, if there were any other non-human people or things that came through, are they also still stuck in this universe? No, no I think he took his symbiote. I think he just left a tiny bit behind. No, but the, but but venom was in him. Like the symbiote was inside of him. Yeah, no. So I when mean, the symbiote what... was not encased in human skin, it did not go back to its universe. Yeah, but what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm assuming that Venom has left with 99% of his symbiote. Yes. But he's left a t- tiny piece of it behind. But so. what I'm saying is everyone else left. Everyone else transported back to where they came from, except for that piece of symbiote. Why? Why didn't the symbiote go back to where it was? Why did the I mean, symbiote no. stay? I mean, that's And what honest. else stayed? What else stayed? I mean, hopefully not the rhino. What else stayed is going to be the question. If Venom could stay, what else could stay? 
So I don't know, but I want a Spider-Verse movie now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm right. super stoked about uh, Spider-Verse too. Across anyway, the Spider-Verse. No, live action. Live action. Anyway. No, but I'm still excited. The animation in the first one was phenomenal. Like I'm assuming that the second one is going to be more of the same. So anyway, I am so thrilled that we get to end the year talking about No Way Home finally. finally. I didn't know whether we'd be able to because of COVID ruining our lives. <laughs> but it's just amazing to see it. It's honestly the best thing. It's just one of the best movies this year. So many emotional highs and lows. Yes. Just honestly, for me, just to see those three Spider-Man together swinging through and just like the point where they all land as well was amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just so much of it. Just the chemistry between the three of them. I actually have to say, I think Andrew Garfield was probably the funniest of the three of them. Like yeah. he, yeah. he actually did a really good job. Oh, oh I yeah. Think and when he was like, or Tom was like, what's the, the craziest villain you've ever fought? And Toby's like, oh, there was this one time I fought this black goo alien from outer space. And Tom is like, oh, I fought an alien here on Earth and in space. And Andrew is just kind of like, I am so lame. <laughs> <laughs> Never fought an alien. And well, Toby is like, you're amazing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, amazing uh, Spider-Man. Oh, man. Yeah. So- he, said that, he said that amazing thing twice, I think. Yeah. Um, I know. I was thinking, yeah. Can you make a joke about obje- objective, <laughs> like not having an amazing thing? What's it called? Uh, objectiveness? Objectiveness? What's it called? Mm-hmm. What's it called when you don't have a thing in front of it, like a spectacular or uh, an adjective? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh. that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, he should have said something like that to him. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been that funny, but I would. I would have laughed. So uh, um, maybe he should have made a homecoming joke. Anyway, mm. right. No more weekly episodes for Geeks Unleashed ever again. Not true. I know, I know. We're back in January. Yes, we, <laughs> so, we're, we're taking the holidays off, as well should everyone else. Yeah, we'll be back in 2022. Yes. We don't actually know what we're going to do in 2022. No, we'll figure it uh, out. I, I think I wrote down a couple of ideas, but we'll we'll, we'll sort it out over Christmas. And yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back in the year. Like, oh, yeah? Man, we do amazing. have one more book club dropping coming uh, December 23rd yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we have decided arbitrarily along with our guest Robbie Billups of the pop culture philosophers that we are claiming Scott Pilgrim as a Christmas book mm. you can fight us you can leave us comments about that uh, but it is said we have spoken Scott Pilgrim is a Christmas book and from now on it will be our annual tradition to review a volume of Scott Pilgrim around christmas so until, until we go up to episodes uh until we get to six, six. yes yeah. then uh, we'll just have to re- roughly review other stuff by then, then um, we're going to make something else a christmas book so uh, yeah, you just yeah. better be ready for it uh but yeah. that will conclude our book club also for 2021 and the book club will be back in 2022 we uh have not decided what we're going to start with we have an idea um so stay tuned but we are i i know i am for sure very much looking forward to some time off just mm-hmm. hanging with the fam enjoying kicking this year in its teeth and moving on to something better and we, we are gonna drop a we're doing another episode tomorrow saturday um we're gonna basically just discuss the year yeah. so um a year in review year in review jasmine may or may or may or may not be on it we don't know yet it's, it's a mystery my, it's a my, mystery uh, oh, the day job uh, who who gave the day job permission to ruin my weekends yeah, so we won't say any more. But anyway, 
on YouTube, like, subscribe, bell, comment, bell. do all that shizzle. It's a notification. Yeah. <laughs> bell. It's a bell. Uh, anyway, on podcasts, Apple, Podchaser, five-star reviews, do your shing. So, You're what now? Do your what? <laughs> I was going to, like, merge some words, so I was like, shing. What? Like... I was actually going to say a swear word. How much word. wine have you had on this episode, sir? Uh, I've only had like one, I think. Anyway, so no, I've only had one. I've only had one. Like, <laughs> I was going to say a swear word, so I stopped myself and then I merged thing yeah. with a swear word. I'm Shame. trying to, I'm trying to swear. I'm trying to swear less. <laughs> like, so anyway, do your shing. Like, <laughs> do your shing. Yeah. Happy anyway. Christmas. Merry New Merry Year. Merry Christmas. Merry, yeah, Merry New Year. All of go. those good things. Yeah. And happy good journey. Happy holidays, as they say over there in the uh States. Yes. All of the holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrate. Hope you enjoy it. We don't say happy holidays. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>